Welcome to episode 52 of Two Piece Starts Live. He's Tim. And he is Ray. We hope you enjoy the show. Uh, we got an election coming up soon, Tim. We have an election underway, I think, don't we? That's, yeah, that's true, yeah. 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 Have you been checking in the, the, uh, the results? I have. I've been seeing the, the results trickle in, and uh, it looks to be a very close race. <laughs> a cl- yeah, a close race between who? I don't want to say. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be part of the surprise when the uh, when we announce the results next week. Uh, we are going to have our, the voting continue and through Tuesday, and then uh, next podcast we will announce the results, so you can look forward to that. Yes. And uh, this episode is going to be very music-centric. So to kick things off, we're going to start with a little bit of Rickett Rickett Remix. Remix. In this section, I dish out a video game remix favorite of mine, who it's by, and where you can grab it. From the game Rognarok Online comes the remix Samurai Discotech by Joshua Morse. Add that to your music collection. I've got a link up right now for those of you listening to the M4A version of the podcast. Otherwise, you can just head on over to ocremix.org and track it down yourself. All right, it's time to move on to the topic of the week. And uh, speaking of music, I went ahead and decided I should rent and play Wii Music. Now, is this, was this after you hit your head and... <laughs> You know, fell down and, and got knocked out. So I heard about that accident. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't after that. Um, <laughs> maybe the frustration led me into that accident. But, uh, no. Got it. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm like, you know, it is Nintendo. It is music. I do love both. And uh, so I'm like, you know what? What the heck? I'm not going to buy this game. I'm just going to rent it. I, I, if I if I were to say one thing about this game. It's that I have never had to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star so many times in my entire life. Because <laughs> you played it on all 68 instruments or whatever? Or what? <laughs> it's like you start out, they start out teaching you how to play Wii music with Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. So you have to go through just that song a couple times. Wait, they actually have to teach you how to play a game where there's nothing <laughs> actually to do? See, that's what's weird is they have like this teaching mode that you can go through where it's like you play... It's totally unnecessary is the problem. It's like, this yeah. is not needed at all. Like, the pace... Like, I can just do this on my own in custom jam mode. And instead, it's like, you're teaching me step by step. And I'm like, how many times do I have to do this? This is getting really old. And why does it always have to be freaking Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? And I'm going <laughs> to blow my brains out. I have to play that song one more time. <laughs> like, they could have at least made it a Nintendo song, right? Like, something you... Yeah, something I've more... heard a million times and you still enjoy hearing, right? Well, it's like, I... Okay, so so I mean to continue on, I guess I 
it's like you don't start out with very many songs at all. You start out with like, I think like six or seven, okay? Well, let me run down what I believe are the six or seven. Obviously, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Um, I believe there's Oh Christmas Tree. Um, mm. I believe there's London Bridge is Falling Down. Um, uh, Do Re Mi. It's like, My goodness. good lord, people. They're, they're really, really selling it as a as an infant's toy. Oh my gosh. They? Yeah, I'm like, okay, apparently this game was made for people 10 and under. Because Three it's, and under. it's like, I, I, I will admit, I was having a lot of fun at first. I really was. I mean, when I first played the piano and I just kind of waggled the remote, I'm like, this is cool. I'm making music and these people are playing in a band with me. It's like, I understand some of the creative process that goes into this game where it's like they have all these different genres. They have Latin electronic, rock, pop, uh, you know, reggae, and, and switching out all these different styles and switching out different instruments, you know, you can create very different, you can create some pretty cool versions of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, I will admit. But it's, it's like, it's just really sad about the song selection, because it's like to be able to unlock, it's like it, you don't know how to unlock more songs. They don't tell you how to do it. And I was just totally stumped on how to do it. I'm like, how do you get more songs? It's like after you save like six replays, then they just dump like 15 more songs on you. And I'm like, why not just? It's like they give you two more dumps of songs and a couple others that you can unlock through some various modes. So it's not even like, oh, just play a lot and you'll unlock stuff. It's like, no, you're just stuck with these six to seven really crappy songs and you don't know how to get <laughs> anything better. It's, it's uh. disturbing. I think what's best about Wii Music is the is the amount. Of, is the great length that you can go to to make your own songs. For instance, you you start Zelda, you can choose the tempo, you can choose how many people are playing, and you take over a part. So you're like, okay, well I'm gonna make the lead part like a flute. And you play the flute part however you want. And then it basically saves that like a ghost. And then you can switch to a different part, play the other part, and it just starts hmm. adding all the stuff that you've done on top of each other. So you're like, oh, well I like this, but I didn't like this. I'll go back and redo this or I'll switch the instrument. And then you can create like some pretty cool songs where it's just all you playing in one big band. And and that kind of eliminates the need to have multiple people playing with you. But it's, I mean, it's, it's very, there's just not enough there. There's just not. I think there's like 60 instruments or something and they are pretty funny. You have like a rapper and like turntables <laughs> and all kinds of instruments. And some of them are just hilarious. Like you wear like a dog costume and you can bark and it's just it's just hilarious to watch. But I feel like it just gets old pretty quickly. Like once you kind of learn an instrument, you're like, all right, I got that instrument. And I, I mean, for $50, it's definitely not worth it. If it was like some kind of like a Wii Play sort of combo, right. I might understand. But $50 is just absurd for this game. I don't understand how you could do it. It's just... Well, it just seems it seems to me that the, the the core of the game like could have been packaged as a WiiWare title, uh, yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, maybe not that that many instruments or whatever, but it's like it just seems kind of like a tech demo, and they added a few things here and there, a little bit of polish, and, and it's weird because I mean, there's just doesn't. Yeah, I mean, there's moments when I'm playing, I'm like, this is the game. This is Wii Music. I'm having fun, and I can I can see how this could be a big hit. The problem is that there's just no good songs to play to. There's, like, I think five or seven Nintendo songs total. You have, like, Wii Sports, F-Zero, Zelda, Mario, and, like, some random KK song from, from Animal Crossing. And the Animal it's Crossing like after, as well. after Brawl with the 2,000 oh songs I had in that, <laughs> it's like, how does a music, how does a music game have only what 50 songs and brawl like a fighting game has 200 you know 
It's just, it's weird to me, because it's like... I don't know why, you, why they chose so many, like... Because, I mean, when I was playing, like, the Wii Sports song or the Animal Crossing song, I'm like, this is fun. This is this is the music I want to play. And, like, I think you and I could have a lot of fun messing around with, like, an F-Zero song or something. Like, that. that's mm -hmm. very enjoyable to me. But then you have, like, Frere Jaca stuck in there. And it's just, Ugh. like, it's just, like, why? Why these songs? These are terrible. And then most of the instruments themselves don't sound very cool. Like, they sound really cruddy and, like, just totally synthesized and... And, I, and it's kind of cute in a way, because it's like, oh, it's like video gamey sounding. But when you actually want to make like a cool sounding song, like, I'm sorry, but the flute just doesn't do it for me. It's just too retarded mm. sounding, so... Um, but I do have an example of the one song that I've spent a lot of work on to make sound really neat and everything. And, uh, and I've got that here for us to listen to, and since this is an audio podcast, we can take a listen. So uh, here's, here's my rendition of uh, Zelda. I'm trying my best on the guitar solo. <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It wasn't, it wasn't perfect in every area, but no, it, was, it definitely uh, was. It's hard. It's hard to try to stay on beat, even though you have like a metronome tapping its ears out on your Wii remote speaker. Um, right. But it, yeah, I mean, it's like if you put some work into it, I mean, you can make some cool little sounding songs, and it's like, but you need good songs in order to do it. It's like, right. or else you have no inspiration to want to work harder. All right. All well, right. Uh, continuing on, I, a relative of mine in Canada actually remixed one of my songs from my album, Jessica and the Silver Eclipse, which came out last year. And since I have nowhere else to play it, but right here on our show, then I'm like, hey, you know what? It's my show, <laughs> my music, <laughs> nice remix. So, uh, hey, at least at least you admit it. It's your podcast, you know. <laughs> so I uh, get no say in it. Take a listen to the remix of the Hermetic Ring.
Very well done remix. Yeah, kind of neat. So that was done by Alex Alto of the Scatomatics, and uh, I was very honored to have him do a remix and very happy with how it turned out. Very cool stuff. I, I, I feel like I have to go back and listen to the original again. It's like, I don't remember, now I, now I forget what the original sounded like exactly. He managed to make it more evil, which kind of made me laugh because like that, right, album, that yeah. album was dark enough already. To to manage to be able to make it even more dark and depressing was uh, pretty pretty funny to me. I I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was cool. All right, well, so. moving on to comic talk. This week we had our "You're Pushing My Buttons" comic, featuring Chip and Sonic in their best of flavors. Uh, their their funny adventures. Their funny little adventures. Now, did you did you read what people think Chip is? What animal Chip is? Well, I had heard people said they thought he was a dog, but I don't know. Is it different now? I think it's a dog. Yeah, from what from what I've heard, it sounds like a dog who likes chocolate. So I'm, I don't <laughs> understand how it can be a dog. It flies, though, right? <laughs> it has wings. Yes. And it has wings, <laughs> so it's like a fairy dog. <laughs> and why Chip? I don't understand the name Chip. Probably for chocolate chip. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, they're, they're just... Someone got paid big bucks for that one, I'm telling you. But see, and here's the thing, is I saw that, that new... The intro to the to the game. Yeah, did you, yeah you, you got to see that? Like this five-minute long intro to Sonic Unleashed? It's like a Final Fantasy movie, okay? Oh, it was fantastic! It... I was blown away! And then you have Chip in the game. Yeah, that Chip shows up. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, what I want to know is why didn't Chip show up in the middle of that awesome movie? I just... I oh, couldn't... wait. Because it would have been horrible. <laughs> yeah, like, the someone was someone's played the game, and so they, they, they record the opening movie, and it's like five minutes of, like... Sonic racing across one of uh, Robotnik's battleships in outer space, you know, having this full-fledged fight with Robotnik in, like, a robot form, and just turns into Super Sonic, destroys everything, you know, gets turned into Werehog one way or another. It was just fantastic, left to right. I'm like, this is freaking rad as heck! And I'm and it's like... And then the next cutscene I watch is, oh, hey, you know, Chip and Sonic are hanging out, you know, in this <laughs> sunny area, and Chip is like, Sonic, who? I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened? Ugh. What happened here? I mean, on, on well, one, I, I will say I, I'm, I am very excited about Sonic Unleashed because they are doing a lot of things right. And I'm like, okay, this is actually showing potential. For, for being at this stage, it, for just a few weeks from release, this is looking really good. But I just have to wait to see what the reviews say because I can't, I can't trust it on looks anymore, unfortunately. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it, it actually does look sort of exciting because, you know, the Sonic parts look like like your typical 3D Sonic game, if that's what you like. And See, I wouldn't say typical, because it, it's not typical. It's it's a new style of 3D Sonic that I think works better than the other ones previous. Because, mm, mm. I mean, that's what I was asking for, was 2D Sonic in a 3D view. And that's basically what they've well, delivered. And I can't, I can't tell how much of it goes head-on and how much of it goes... You know the sideways 2D look. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of half and half basically. They they change between the two quite often. Yeah, and I think I'd prefer the this the 2D view more often, but uh, you know I guess we'll have to see how how much that is split. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, we'll see. I, yeah, it's... I mean it it could be good, and and I mean that kind of brings me to my suggestion box question. Yes. If that's okay. Oh yeah, go. You know you're hey. Ruin my show however often you'd like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll just edit it out anyways. <laughs> um, well, Sheppy had... I'm not going to read the whole comment, but Sheppy... And I may have picked him last week or something, but... I don't know. You guys got to come up with better comments, I guess. <laughs> oh, my god, <laughs> Tim! Uh, no, he, he, he had an insightful comment about 3D Sonic gaming, and... Um, I mean, his, his complaint is that Sonic fans think that Sonic equals speed and that it, I mean, it has to be speed the whole time and, um, you know, that 3D Sonic games are broken in a sense. And I mean, I know you don't particularly agree with that, but I, I, to some extent, I, I've always felt that way, that a lot of the 3D Sonic games are just kind of too, too much on rails, the homing, the homing attacks and everything kind of takes away from the platforming that was fun in, in 2D Sonic games when, yeah, there were definitely fast parts that were cool to go through, but there was all sorts of different areas to explore. It was always multi-level. And uh, and even some of the 2D Sonic games I've played more recently, like Sonic Rush, it felt like you were supposed to go fast the whole time, and if you screwed up, you died. And that to me isn't... Very, or, or you're in, a, in an area where it's really hard to get out, and, and you're kind of screwed the rest of the level and it that just never seemed that fun to me it's like how am I supposed to know if I jump off this ledge whether I'll die or whether there'll be like a whole nother area down here it just right there's been a lot of things that are like that that's not like Sonic 1 but Sonic how was 2, Sonic how 3. was I mean that was in the original Sonics as well I because mean, there, there's different ways of I okay in my opinion I think Sonic Rush did it correctly with speed and platforming you know it's 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 just at that pace where there is normal platforming, but once you get really good at it and you know a stage well, then you can blaze as fast as you want, and you don't have to worry about anything. You can blaze as fast oh, as you want. Oh, and oh. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I think that that's the problem with like the, the like Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, for instance, is that when you have like a loop-de-loop, it's you can't control a loop-de-loop the same. I mean, before you just held right and you went on a loop-de-loop just fine in a 2D Sonic game. But now it's like, you know, you're holding forward, and then you're going upside down, so it has to put some of that on rails for you, because it's like, this is just too weird to do in 3D, so we're just going to force the player to do it. And mm -hmm. and I think, if when you put Sonic in a 2D game again, where he's just going on a 3D loop-de-loop, but in a 2D setting, basically, it's like, then it works again, because it's like, okay, he's just going on a loop-de-loop -loop like we're used to, and I know exactly what happens if I hold the air direction, or if I stop early, or whatever. And... 
I, I mean, we've talked about this quite a bit. You know, you having a friend in me who's a Sonic freak. You know, unfortunately, mm -hmm. we get into this conversation quite often, where it's All like right. basically everyone's everyone's tolerance of what fast is has changed over time. Like when Sonic came out, I mean, that was really fast to everybody. But back then, it was still a fast that that it was still like a tolerable fast. You know, you just had to be quick enough. Now it's mm -hmm. like. Well, that isn't fast anymore. So we have to have Sonic going 300 miles per hour like he is in Sonic <laughs> right. Unleashed. I mean, he he's literally going 300 miles per hour in Sonic Unleashed. And now it's gotten to the point where, like, it's just so fast, your reaction time can't do it quick enough unless right. the situation's right. So in an effort to keep Sonic just as fast as he was in relation, now it's just beyond a point where there's just it's hard to keep, you know, to keep on it with the game. Um, now they do now they do bullet time where you're actually going super <laughs> slow, right. so you can actually <laughs> make the motions, but that takes the fun you're out. You're too slow. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean I. Hey, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like the Sonic Adventure games have become more of a racing game than a platforming game, but they're still mm -hmm. platforming in. I mean, there's slower sections and faster sections, and they had a nice balance back then. I, I think. What we're seeing right now with some of these initial levels that we're seeing in Sonic Unleashed, they're just fast the whole way through. I mean, if you think about right. it, Sonic game first levels have always been pretty easy and pretty, like, you know, effortless. So mm -hmm. it's kind of, we're kind of waiting to see what the later levels look like, if they actually require lots of platform. Because Sonic Adventure 2 had, like, this crazy 3D stage where you were, like, flipping upside down in all kinds of directions on gravity and flipping different switches. It didn't require a lot of speed. I mean, it was kind of like a puzzle area. So it, there's been a balance, and it's it's tough. To, I mean, it's just a hard game to do now, I think. Well, and, and Sheppy's point was that, you know, don't rip on the Werehog stuff because that's kind of like platforming and and Sonic doing it, and so it's maybe it's actually a good thing. But, I, I mean, to me it's like, no, I'd like to see Sonic platforming done right as Sonic, not as some brawler style, you know, brawler style you know, Streets of Rage type of game. Mm -hmm. So right. I, I get his point that it's like, it would be nice to see Sonic do something other than just run really fast the whole level. But I don't think this is that thing that I'm necessarily looking for. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I'm getting excited, I will admit. I've been pretty hard on this game, but it's starting to shine a little bit for me. So I'm... Yeah, we're going to have to do like a whole big like apology podcast. We might. Just... If it turns out good, I might. I mean, I'll... Because it looks like they've taken this game a little more seriously, in my opinion. I mean, aside from Chip and the Werehog, everything else looks pretty top-notch. The music and every stuff. The music, especially in the presentation, I think are really, really classy stuff. Let's just hope that they didn't spend uh, an equal amount of time on the um, CG intro as the rest of the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> I could see them pulling something like that. It's like, well, it's like the Shadow the Hedgehog right. thing, where I'm like, hey, this CG intro is the best part of the entire game. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, that very would be funny. a problem. And it was. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. Yeah. So you have a comment? I do. Yeah, mine goes to blank. I'm sorry, Black Mage, who said, haven't played it yet. Is it even out? I didn't notice. But once we hit Marine and Sonic Rush Adventure, I figured it could only get better. Seeing as how the bar had been now lowered, but seeing as how the bar had been not only lowered but buried in a nearby mine shaft, why can't we just have Tails? And I, I kind of agree with that. I don't. Yeah. Why I don't, not? I don't see why Tails couldn't just be flying around with Sonic. I mean, honestly, is it like? Imagine every Mario game where 
you're used to seeing like Luigi alongside Mario, but you never see Luigi anymore. You just see random new creations of sidekicks for Mario or ba something. Baby like that. DK just... shows up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least uh, at least Nintendo relegates those stupid characters to like, you know, sports titles and kart racing. <laughs> Not right. the main, the main vein of the franchise. And mini games. Know? Yeah. So. Well. We've been talking a lot about Chip, and uh, that just drew the black clouds a little closer. It is time for the dreaded Black Doom Award. Each week, Tim and I both mention a terrible choice made related to video games in honor of the worst character Sonic Team has ever created. Chip. Chip. I can't get him off my mind. <laughs> Super Chip, let's say. He'll probably get all the Chaos Emeralds and do some damage. Chip the fairy dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, my Black Doom Award goes to Nintendo. For uh, Recently, the Wii Shop channel was updated, and they are no longer called... Uh, what are they? Wii Points? Wii Points. They're no longer called Wii Points. They are now called Nintendo Points. Because the Nintendo DS update has happened in Japan, where the, the Nintendo DS also has points as well, so they wanted to keep it, you know... They want to keep it the same, you know? So, okay, we got Nintendo points to share. Oh, wait, except they're not transferable between the two. Oh. What's up with that? Which, that's so funny to me, because, you know, the announcement of the name change from Wii points to Nintendo points was actually prior to the announcement of the DSi. And when I, and when I saw that, and there were some rumors that the DS was going to be redone. So when I saw that, I immediately thought, this is it. That means they're coming out with the new DS, and it's going to have a shop channel all its own. It was like the tip-off that, you know, they're kind of merging the two, the two into just one point system, and and it made so much sense. And then when this announcement came out that oh, you can't use the points across consoles, it's like, it's like why did you name then, it the then, same then freaking why, thing? Yeah, why change it? So it's like oh, you have Wii points here and you have Wii points there, but those Wii points can't talk to each other, and it's like th they should be separate. If you if you're not gonna make them transferable, <laughs> they should have different names, you know. No. Why not call the them Xbox Live Arcade points? You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just as non-transferable. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't. Uh, may, uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe in the future they will be, but it doesn't seems kind of stupid to me. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, good. Uh, Good Black Doom Award. Oh, thank you. You you, t you mentioned it to me, so... <laughs> yeah, you stole it, so that's cool. Interception. Yeah. Well, I have mine as well, and mine goes to EA, who is rumored to be creating a fitness title for the Wii. Oh, boy. Which, in, in itself, isn't a bad thing. It's like, hey, you know, we got the balance board, so Wii Fit isn't the end-all, be-all of fitness games, so... Why not, right? Mm -hmm. Except that, oh wait, it has its own peripheral. <laughs> Gosh. If this is true, I'm just, I'm going to scream. I, you know, <laughs> see, here's the thing. The Wii, the, this is the ironic thing about the Wii, is that with its motion controls, you can do so many different things with it and simulate so many different, you know, scenarios that the need for peripherals is that much less as opposed to you know, an Xbox where you can only use one controller, basically, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if you really wanted to swing a bat in 
in on some Xbox game, you'd have to have a peripheral for that. So it's funny to me that the Wii has more peripherals than like any other, all the other systems combined, right? Yeah. And Nintendo's come out with so many of their own. You'd think that the third-party companies would be happy to jump on board with a game for that peripheral and not have to manufacture all this extra stuff. You know, the next but, attachment is going to be just a giant A button. You just plug <laughs> it in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't doubt it. You know, I mean, <laughs> N- Namco's got their own, uh, uh, what's it called, Active Life Family Trainer thing. It's supposed to be Gosh. like the power pad come back to life. Um, where's the Where's the Wii Power Glove? That's what I want to know. You know, I I don't. I, I mean, don't I, not that, that I'd buy it or that I'd care, but it it would seem like something they'd want to do again just for kicks. But see, what's so frustrating is, you know, Nintendo comes out with something like the Balance Board or even Wii Motion Plus, and they come out with that one game that comes packaged with it, and then what? You see a couple other games that utilize the 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 peripheral and i i mean i know we fit or i know the balance board's gonna have other games coming out like i guess uh tetris party had a mini game that worked with it and you know uh, okay i'm sick sick of the word mini games i'm sick of it oh get used to it we fan (laughs) no (laughs) that's all (laughs) that's half of what we get (laughs) Do you remember how Sonic and the Secret Rings had like a whole second part of the game that was just all mini games? Yeah. Uh, do you remember how bad those were? <laughs> yes, I do. And the funny thing is, we, mini games used to be like kind of cool. It's like, oh, cool. so, something oh, extra. Awesome. Yeah. And if I don't like one of them, there's like 50 others, so I can just find the one that I like. But you know what killed it for me was Super Monkey Ball. Oh, the, for the for the Wii, because it had like fifty. Yes, the one games. for the Wii is the one that definitely overdid it. I absolutely agree. Oh, I, like I, there's like fifty of them, forty nine of them were broken. <laughs> well, I couldn't even play through all of them because they were so unfun that it's like <laughs> if I if I try one more of these things, it's like they had frisbee golf and they had so many random things, and none of them were good. They were all broken. I think, I think my favorite was like the trombone one or whatever. Where you oh had to like <laughs> try to extend had... it to the right right note or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, you had to extend your Wii remote towards the screen, you know, for like a longer pitch to for like a lower note, and like and it, you had to be really accurate with it because you had to play different notes with different you know extensions. And it's like, I mean, anybody who's played the Wii enough knows that moving the Wii remote towards <laughs> the screen is not the most accurate thing <laughs> that happens. Okay. And <laughs> there you are trying to play these notes you're like, oh. It's the worst idea. <laughs> Trying to be accurate with like pushing towards the screen. Can't register a freaking thing. Uh, uh they got they got way too uh, uh you know, all they had to do is just focus on the 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 6 or 9 they used to do and make them work, yeah. make them fun cuz those were fun on the GameCube. They didn't have to have motion controls to be fun. And right, and in the end, they were just as them. crappy as the other mini games that were on there. So I was yeah, like, yeah. But but I will say though, they had like a first person shooter thing in Monkey Ball, mm. the, and I thought that one was actually pretty good. It was better than Red Steel, in my opinion. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, see, this can work. This game can work. <laughs> Well, well, we're, we're again, track here. We're, we're having too much fun, so that clearly that means the show is over. Show's over. Yeah, we can't nope. continue on a happy note like this. No more fun. Sorry, Black Doom. 
<laughs> well, that will do it for this edition of 2P Starts Live. Join us every Wednesday for a brand new comic and every Monday for a brand new podcast, just like the one you heard here, except better. With that, he's Tim. And he is Ray. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. with your bye there i know i don't know if i can handle it mixing it up you know vote for me <laughs> don't